Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Good day. My name is Frank Bassa. I am the CEO of Canada Silver Cobalt that trades on the TSX Venture under the symbol CCW. We are an explorer for silver in the famous cobalt silver camp in Canada. Famous indeed. How are you, Frank? Long time no speak. November 2019. My memory serves me correct. Yeah, it's a pleasure always, uh, Matthew, to talk to you. We should talk more often. We, we should. We should. Now, you're looking, I have to say, rather angelic there. There's a, there's a backdrop. Yeah, where it's, the... a, it's a wonderful sunlight that we have here in northern Ontario. Very nice. It's uh, super bright today. Super bright. Well, get good on you. Well, you know what else is super bright? A press release I saw recently. In fact, I, I Frank, I think there's been a misprint. I saw grades of 53,739 grams per ton of gold equivalent. That, that can't be right. Uh, well, um, it's actually not really the highest grade. We did have something a little higher. It was about 90,000 grams per tonne. Uh, silver, uh, but uh, this unusually. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because we had a lot of our investors. Uh, most of them are actually in Europe, and uh, they have a difficult time comprehending these grades. But uh, I'll tell you, Matthew, these are normal grades for silver in a cobalt camp. Historically, the grades were even higher than that. So um, you know, these grades are uh, you know when you compare us on a global scale. I didn't, we haven't found anybody even close to what we are. So, you know, we, we um, started our program. Um, it's not very long that we've been doing it. Uh, so we did come up with our first main resource about um, 7 million ounces at about 250 ounces a ton. That's 250 ounces a ton silver. There are no silver equivalents. So in other words, we didn't put in the cobalt or the copper or the nickel or even arsenic. Apparently arsenic, we have a lot of it. It's a critical metal for the Americans. Uh, we do have the ability to recover it. Uh, we've done that. We've demonstrated it to the world. Uh, but what we want to do is explain this uh, last news release so that people uh, have an understanding of what we're trying to accomplish uh, going forward. So uh, we started this program. Actually, the real original discovery was in, in uh, 2011, and we thought it was just a one-off. You know, like you hit these high-grade pockets, and we just thought it's a one-off, and uh, there's nothing there. And then we put a downhole camera, we kind of orientated the structure. We did a few wedges, then we found out it wasn't a one-off. And then we decided to carry on with the exploration program. So we started with about a 50,000 meter program. About 35,000 meters has been done. And so we found so far now, uh, not just one vein, but actually seven veins. And two of them are these super high grade veins, which is the Robinson vein and what we call the big silver. So when we say high grade, normally it's 30,000 grams and higher. The other ones are in the two to 10,000 grams uh, silver. So what we've done here in this news release, we kind of outlined it because some of our investors ask us to put in what we call uh, gold equivalent. So when you look at the 53,000 or 54,000 grams a ton silver, it actually works out to a gold equivalent of about 23 ounces a ton. But they say, oh, wow, you know, it's, it's a very narrow vein. I says, we are. We know we're aware of it. It's only half a meter. You know, it's a, it's a half a meter. But when you look at it, I says, okay, let, let's, uh, let's divide the grade by 100, right? So we divide the grade by 100, and you still have 537 grams a ton. 
over 50 meters, which is still a significant grade. And then if you do it as a gold equivalent, it comes out to seven grams a ton over 50 meters. So when people say, well, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's not a very big deposit. He's right. They're right. You know, basically, you know, it's, it's only about 27 ton, 27,000 tons um, of, of mineralization. But again, if you multiply by a hundred, it's 2.7 million tons of mineralization. But when you look at the economics, so mother nature was actually kind of, kind of really nice to us. You see for us to process, uh, you know, 27,000 tons and uh, you only have 330 processing days a year, you only need an 80 ton per day mill to do 7 million ounces. If you do it the other way, which way you say, okay, let's mine it really wide, 50 meters wide, so to speak, you need an 8,000 ton per day mill. So an 80 ton per day mill, we never size it, actually size a 600 ton per day mill. On a high end, it's 40 million installed. On one of our other projects, uh, you know, we looked at putting a mill at 3,500 tons a day, uh, you know, 7,500 tons a day, that came in at $290 million. So when you look at it, it's a narrow vein, very, very high grade, it's mineable, and uh, you know, you need a very small, very small mill. Now, uh, I used to work here in a cobalt camp for Agnico Eagle. So Agnico Eagle, when I joined about 30 years ago, they were actually mining this property. It was called a capsule mine, but this is a, uh, a new discovery in a brownfield site. We had a little mill. I mean, we had a mill that operated at 230 tons a day, five days a week, and we poured 1.6 million ounces of silver every year. It was amazing. So high grades, small capital expenditures, and you can put out a lot of silver. So basically, you know, if you had a mill that you installed 100 tons a day in 330 days, you can pour 7 million ounces of silver. And majority of the silver, massive native silver. And, you know, we crushed and grinded it, we screened it. And the purity of silver that you pour uh, is 90% pure. The rest is, has a little bit of gold in it, some copper, cobalt, nickel, but 90% pure. So, you know, just um, you know, people can, can look at it in many ways, but the reality is the high grade that Mother Nature gave us minimizes our capital costs to build a mill. So what we did was we went one step further. We actually bought the facility that government used to have here since the 50s, where all the people, and tech was here as well, you know, in the early years, and they processed all their silver, so did Agnico, through this facility called the Missing Testing Lab. So we upgraded the facility. The facility actually can operate at 80 to 20 tons an hour, way more capacity than we need. And, uh, you know, we're going to use this as our, as our, as our facility. Uh, we, we're planning to put a ramp down. We're going to the environmental studies now, which will finish in the first quarter of next year. And also the first quarter of next year, we're hoping to get a revised resource. Uh, we feel that uh, we should get more than 7 million ounces. Uh, you know, uh, historically around us, in, uh, in about two kilometers uh, around this, this discovery, over 70 million ounces of silver were taken out. But we're also looking at the cobalt, nickel, and copper, and uh, we still didn't put that into any form of resource calculation right now. So only focusing on the silver, highest grade silver anywhere in the world, and basically you can put this into operation and pour 7 million ounces of silver if you want with a little mill that's capacity of 80 tons a day. And that's about it. So... The market's not listening to you at the moment. 
Been no, the thing is, you know, the, 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 the difficulty here is, uh, Matthew, nobody's ever seen this. So usually when people don't see it, they have a hard time comprehending it. And, uh, you know, even us taking pictures of this, so we put pictures out. We have a problem taking a picture, like taking a picture of a mirror, especially the high-grade stuff. And uh, we finally figure out a way how to take a picture of this so you can get some resolution. Eh? But it, it's just massive silver. And this is the norm in the camp. It was narrow veins, super high-grade. And, uh, you know, you look at Agnico. You know, Agnico, actually, the AG means silver, NI, CO, nickel, cobalt. They started here, and now they're... Uh, what a twenty billion plus company. Okay, but you you've got to make you've got to simplify it for people. If, if people have not seen this before, you've got to, it's your job to simplify it for people. So you, you've you've done some drilling, you've got a maiden resource, nice. Um, but what are the steps that you've got to go through? I mean, it's, it is any of the future steps are they unconventional? Conventional because you know I get they get the T TTL um, component, which is a nice end solution, but. Between now and actually processing this, between now and actually producing cash flow, what have you got to do? See, the, the biggest difficulty here, Matthew, I think people just don't haven't seen these numbers. And, you know, if you're 50 years or 60 years or maybe 80 years old, you would have said, oh, yeah, I remember those days in the cobalt camp. You know, uh, but, you know, like you look at it, some of these deposits, you know, they got 90 million ounces, the greatest three, three, three ounces, you know, or even three grams. And it's economical, you know, you can move volume, you know, but, uh, you know, we, we, we feel, you know, like it's an education for our investors. And this is the first time I actually explained this is actually on, on your show, uh, the economics of running a very small mill and actually pouring 7 million ounces with a very small mill. No, no right? I, I get some of that. And I, I don't, I don't want storytelling because you know, people will get it if you lay out the, the, the building blocks. Okay. So, you, you're a 50 million market cap company. You raised some money in November. Um, yeah. You're doing drilling. The numbers are, as I say, I thought it was a typo. It was, they're, they're amazing. But you, there's a kind of conventional process that people understand. And, and I'm asking you, do you, will you be following a kind of conventional process that they yep. will understand? Yep. Right. It's okay. all, uh, yeah, it's all, Matthew, it's, uh, you know, it, it's all old school. It's, uh, you know, we drill, uh, we'll put down a ramp. We're going to crush the material, we'll screen it, we'll pour a bar. It's, uh, I mean, they've been doing this thing in this camp for over 100 years. Like, we didn't invent anything here. We just found something that historically has been mined. These are the grades that historically been mined in a cobalt camp. Beautiful. Okay, so you. what's the next step then? Okay, so, I mean, how much cash have you got? You're going to need to raise some cash to kind of put some things yeah. in place, aren't you? So what's next? Well, the, the thing is, what we do is we do small financings. We do what we call step financings. And, and uh we were offered a lot of money. We kind of, maybe we should have taken it away. We kind of declined it. We have a kind of a bit of a track record doing small little step finances. And in the last few months, we raised about, you know, $12 million. But the program, like a 50,000 meter drill program, uh, it's about $200 a meter all in. It actually went up now because everything else going up. That's $10 million right there. Right? So, you know, that doesn't include all the other stuff we spend money on. But so far, you know, we, we've drilled 35,000 meters. Uh, we have two drills on site and uh, we're hitting. We keep on hitting. And, and uh, you know, we picked up some more ground. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're looking at more ground next to us. If we're successful, we'll pick some more ground. But our intent is to, you know, move up from the 7 million, uh, million ounces. You know, and uh, we might, uh, it gets to a point, uh, I'll tell you, Matthew, 
it's actually cheaper to do a ramp than to keep on drilling. Uh, something about the camp is the way the nature of the structures are underground. Uh, everybody used to do it in the camp. You know, the minute they hit something, immediately put down a shaft and they drill from underground and all of a sudden the resource increases by an order of magnitude. It's cheaper for us to drill from underground. You know, we, we have a price for a ramp. It's about $23 million to put it down to our target. Uh, you know, this drill program is $10 million minimum. And, uh, we, you know, we just expanded it by another 10000 We hit something else we didn't know was there. And, uh, you know, we might add another 40,000 meters to this thing. Uh, we keep on hitting, and so we're very happy with what we, we're, we're achieving. Uh, we have a good, uh, good geological team. Uh, one of the gentlemen is uh, Matthew Holliday. He has a fairly good track record. Him and his team, uh, I call them the dream team. Uh, you know, they're the only ones actually found something in a camp uh, in the last 50 years. You know, it, it's truly, truly amazing. So how, 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 are, how are you and those guys going to move this thing to a point where we, we start to understand the economics? Because a 50 million market cap, you're talking 23 plus 10, you know, you're talking about tens of millions of bucks here. You're not going to want to raise that in the markets. It's, it's going oh, no. to crush you, right? So you're going to have to get yeah, cute no. with the way that you go about raising capital. So whoever you go to is going to, the high grades are one thing, that's one thing. But the economics, the need to understand the economics. So how quickly can you get to a point where you can actually start talking about economics? I think we'll probably have something we now in the first quarter of next a year. Um, like I said, we went out and sourced out the cost of the equipment. It was surprising. It was cheaper for us. We went to China, actually. We found it cheaper to buy new equipment from China than to buy used equipment out of Nevada. It was unbelievable. And the delivery was actually faster coming out of China than me sending somebody down to Nevada and take a plant apart. So basically a brand new mill on a high end is 40 million. And that's 600 tons a day. The reason we chose 600 tons a day, we also have a lot of high grade tailings. These are called stamp mill tails. And uh, we drilled one deposit and the grades were what I call spectacular. You know, the grades are not tailings or somebody, some other silver operators grades for their ore body. But uh, stamp mill tails, you know, it's the old-fashioned thing. They had a big stamp, and they basically pounded the rock into dust and then recovered the, recovered the silver. How much of that have you got? Oh, we might have only about a million tons of it. And it's on, on the cheap side, on the low side, it goes anywhere from 4 to 10, 10 ounces a ton. So it's not, not a big quantity, but you need at least 600 uh, tons a day to really move it along, you know. Right. So, uh, otherwise, the economics are not there. Right. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to work out how you piece all of this together. You got a 40 million plant, but you've got tailings. There's some yeah. value to that if you can yeah. get it through that. So you're gonna have to do some studies on well, on yeah. what what the tailings could do for you to be able to have yeah. a conversation about maybe funding the plant or get going early with the plant. Then yeah. you've got to fund continued drilling. You've got to yeah. go through economic studies. There's a lot of moving parts here. Nothing unusual, but you've got to pick yep. the right order of play because you've got certain, you get, you know, limited funds at the moment and you've got to yep. work out how, how you get them, yep. one, get the market excited and two, actually get things moving. So what's going on? Yeah, see, what we're doing is like, um, you know, Matthew, it takes a very long time to get permits now anywhere, right? So what we did is uh, we did a uh, multiple things. Everything's moving all at the same time. So basically what we did was we showed the world proof of concept. When we acquired this facility, TTL, 
we actually went into the waste dump, the rock dump, and I actually found enough of high-grade silver and poured a silver bar to show the world, yeah, the facility can still produce silver bars and the permits are in order. And then we decided to drill one of the tailings pond just to assess it. So it's a basically one of these things, if you clean up the tailings pond, your closure costs are a lot lower. So you do a nice thing, you clean up the environment, you make a few dollars and you lower your closure costs. So the reason we're doing this, it's all about dollars and cents. You know, so, uh, you know, we drill one deposit, we have another deposit uh, to drill, and if we clean it up, our closure requirements are a lot, lots lower. And also primary fee, you know, in other words, by the time we get our, you know, we, we're looking at a contract, we started the program actually last year, uh, we drafted up a scope of work for a contractor, and sizing equipment is a challenge. So we initiated that last year, so we did find three contractors in the area that can probably provide this service for us. And of course, we hired an environmental group that started also last year. And just the studies, which is, you know, water and, and fauna and everything else, that takes over a year. And that'll cost us 1.2 million just to complete the studies. And then you apply for your permit. So, you know, when these things all come together, hopefully it'll come all together next year when we hopefully will pour our first bar of silver from underground. But our intent is to increase the resource from 7 million ounces. We're trying to target 30 million, which I think is being quite realistic. Uh, we feel there's actually more silver there, but being 30 million ounces is not an unrealistic target for the area. I, I, I feel I'm bouncing around a bit, and it's probably, it's probably me because the expiration bit, I get you've done a lot of drilling, you want to carry on doing more, you've got to grow this resource 30 million ounce target. Great. You're pouring gold, I'm pouring silver bars, but. I want to know if it's more than just a gimmick to say, you know, well, proof of concept, you're going to say that TTL is, is a good acquisition, but is there is there economics behind that? Or is it just to say, hey, it, it can no, work once we get a, going? Yeah, the, no, the, 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 the thing is, um, when I was here with Agnico, what we did, uh, we kind of controlled the camp. It was kind of an interesting structure. We own the only mill in the site, and we also own the only leach plant or refinery in the site or in, in the cobalt camp. Uh, actually, our intent is to offer services to anybody in the area and process their material. Like there's a fair amount of uh, these small deposits which are not economically viable because there's not enough ounces. And uh, it's very lucrative. You know, when I was here with Agnico, we actually made more money custom milling than mining our own silver ore. It was just pure profit. Uh, no, this is not sort of like, uh, uh, you know, we're taking this thing quite seriously. You know, that part of the TTL was also an assay lab. Uh, you know, we're waiting sometimes since February to get our assays done because of the high grade nature of our silver. Uh, the only way to do these samples is by hand. And it's not one assay, it's four assay. So every rock we give them with silver in it, uh, they have to do it all by hand and it's four assays to produce one final assay. So, you know, and most of the other labs, they like to run, everything's automated. They put it in, nobody touches it and you get a number. So our stuff, because it's so high grade, we actually contaminate the lab. And they're not too crazy about running our stuff. Very few labs want to do our material. Uh, the grades are way too high and, and they all have to do it by hand. Okay. So that's why we have to wait. Okay, so the, the, the pouring of the silver bars was yeah. saying we're open for business in, in this part of our operation. Yeah. So we're saying yeah. we can we can toll mill um, other people's stuff 
um, and we can create some kind of revenue stream there, whether that covers GNA yeah. or a little bit of little bit of GNA. I don't, I don't know. So, but but that that's that's what you're trying to do then, right? So, with yeah. expiration, we're cracking on with that. TTL seems to be a revenue stream of unknown yeah. proportion because you're going to have to go out and say to people, "We're we're here," right? But uh, come 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 back to the 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 plan though for getting to the point where the economics can be shown. So. Drilling and increasing resources is one thing, but yep. how do you process something like this? It's such high grade. You're saying it's a lost art in, in, in a way. Not many people are used to it. So yep. how, how do you well, deal with this? Well, the, we're using the, the like TTL, is, it's been around since the 50s. It's missing testing labs. And it was a very simple, elegant process. Uh, you know, when I was there, EcoCenter's material there as well. If we sent the high grade there, they crushed it, they ground it. And they poured a bar. It was so simple. And okay. actually was run by, I think, 14 people on two shifts. It was, uh, it's got to be the most elegant uh, batch plant I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Very elemental, very straightforward. Uh, you know, uh, pours a bar. And that's about it. Pours a bar and, and it gets shipped to, uh, we used to ship to the Johnson Matthew and, and high purity bar was produced. Market bar. So there's nothing exotic in what we're doing. It's uh, the only and well, the only thing that we're have here is the high grades, which uh, a lot of people have never seen in the, in their lifetime. But it's normal in a cobalt camp. So you you also mentioned some some other metals there, and we've got I think we talked about in the past the RX twenty X the the re the re twenty X um, re two ox yeah re two ox sorry you pronounce it re two yeah. ox okay um, battery metal extraction so yeah. it's, it's it's yet another kind of moving part which you know is it aligned to what you're doing is it a, something that should be yeah seen it, separately? It, it is actually uh we were actually uh we traveled extensively about three years ago we started in um in china in japan uh throughout uh, north america and then europe and uh when we were in japan we actually met with nissan and uh, we went to speak to nissan and I told them, you know, this lithium ion battery, nobody's going to, you know, and there's no cobalt. And they said they agreed. They said, you know, they're going to change the process chemistry on the lithium ion batteries. And I said, yeah, Toshiba's building a battery has no cobalt in it. He says, all kinds of batteries are going to be built with no cobalt. But what the end buyer, the owner of the vehicle wants is range. And apparently cobalt is a critical element in a lithium ion battery. The other thing they told me was, look, you know, if you want to commercialize a new battery, in other words, to have it accepted uh, in a new vehicle, it takes 20 years to commercialize the battery. So you can't just, oh, I have a new battery. It takes 20 years to get it through the process, apparently. So, uh, you know, uh, so we thought we can talk to Nissan about buying our product. Found out you can't talk to Nissan or you can't talk to any car manufacturer. You have to, in Japan, you have to talk to the metal creators. So we went to see... Somito at the request of Nissan. So Somito, actually the people that get the product and give it to the battery manufacturers. So we went to Somito, they gave us the specs and we did produce what we call a very high grade gravity con from our material from the castle mine, which had about 49% uh, arsenic in it. We intentionally had a very high arsenic material to show that the retox process can recover the arsenic. So we took out the arsenic, we took out the cobalt, both of them are 99% recovery. And then we produce a cobalt sulfate on spec for Somito. 
So that costs us about $300,000 to do that test to prove to the world that the retox process can recover uh, the arsenic and the cobalt. Then we gave it to Somito and they were very much impressed and said, listen, uh, we need 10 kilos. So I went back to SGS. I said, look, can we make 10 kilos? They came back with a cost of $10 million. And I said, well, I'm not going to pay $10 million for 10 kilos. How do we get around this? So we initiated with them the building of a pilot plant at their site so that we can produce, you know, an excessive amount of cobalt sulfate. And also we requested for a nickel sulfate. So we're going to produce these products and then we'll give it to the end users uh, through North America, Asia, and Europe. And then based on what these specs, these people want to meet, there's two sets of specs. One is actually the value of the cobalt in the product. The other ones are the impurities. So everybody has, uh, uh, since we met with Somito, we've gotten 11 different uh, criteria to meet by 11 different metal traders or battery manufacturers. And everybody has their own specs for how much zinc, copper, iron, whatever else there's in, in the cobalt sulfate. So that's in progress at the same time as well. And at the same time, we're also looking at trying to locate a facility or a site to build this, this plant. So we did meet with the Germans uh, of all places at Oktoberfest uh, two years ago. And we also met with the Asians, which specifically were the Chinese. It was interesting. I can build a plant quicker in China and in Germany then I can build one here in Canada. It's just unbelievable. I mean, they're geared for the market. They, the Europeans are geared to produce electric vehicles. The Asians are geared to produce produce electric vehicles. Yeah, those ecosystems are up and rocking. Hundreds of billions of dollars being spent. It's it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I didn't. So so with regards to doing that again, it comes down to money. So you spend a little bit yeah. at the moment. So exploring but you how, how do you move something like that forward given the cash constraints yeah i i think you know the market's kind of soft for a lot of us right now um we're going to focus primarily on the silver as uh, silver we can control uh you know when we look at some of these people who are offering us a dollar value for a cobalt sulfate it's quite variable and um the reality is it's i think uh, it's a very challenging market trying to feed into the battery metal market so silver, I know I can pour, I can sell, I can make money. So basically all the parts are in place, except for the ramp right now. Uh, you know, the TTL facilities are good to go, so we can pour a silver bar. The drill program is executing as we expected. The team is good, the dream team is good. And, uh, you know, we came up with a, with a conceptual ramp. That's in place, we have a price. It's about 23 million, but I'm sure by the time we put a ramp down, it'll be a little more than that. Uh, we have no problems raising money. Uh, why, do you say that? Why, do you, why do you say that no problems raising money? 23 sounds like Well, a they're lot. throwing money at me, and I'm kind of declining it. I know it sounds a little odd, but everybody wants to do a larger financing with us, which you know, these prices you know, just puts too much paper out. And I think even now uh, we have too much paper out. Uh, so money is quite easy to raise for us at present. I think the silver story is going to be quite strong going forward. Actually, most of my European investors – have a better belief in silver than in gold. They feel silver will go up by an order of magnitude. Uh, gold will go up, but uh, not as fast as um, 
they're as fast as solvent. Yeah, but you, you say money's money's always available at the right price, yep. right? But, but that's yep. my point yep. here. You, you don't go and raise 23, 25 million bucks on no. 50 million market cap, right? It's, like, so no. it's really expensive. No. Um, so I've got to come back to the TTL, to the, the testing lab, because if that can't generate cash flow, can you give me sort of yep. some sort of sense of when do the doors open officially to um, you know for toll milling? You know when when can you process any of your tailings through there? Can you generate enough cash there to you know buy you some time to you know put things in in order the way that you want them? I mean, how 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 how's the testing lab help you? Well, the testing lab, the first thing it actually does is it gives us results faster than anybody else out in the industry. That's on the assets. That's that's yeah. on the assets, right? But what about revenue? Yeah, revenue. Uh, we can offer our services to others. So you know, we brought in a, what, a a commercial operator to run the facility. Actually, they change the lock on the door, so we don't go in there. So we don't have any conflict of interest. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we give them. You know, bring our stuff in by pallet. They take it and they run it, and then they give us a sheet. That's about it. Uh, the facility in the back, uh, where actually was interesting, a European group out of France want to use a facility for uh, reprocessing certain um, batteries. They're not lithium-ion batteries. They're actually nickel-cadmium batteries. And uh, it apparently, you know, they send their people up here, they look at it, and they said, you know, we figured out what we can do with you. Do you want to run it for us? So that's a possibility there. Uh, right now, we're entertaining a lot of other people. One of the other things people came to us was electronic scrap. Uh, we did uh, historically, uh, historically, electronic scrap was processed through that facility. And uh, so the thing is set up and it's amenable to other types of feed besides the silver from the cobalt cam. So it could be uh, uh, a wonderful uh, revenue generator. Now, what we're looking at was somebody, and uh, now we, I'd be kind of declining the money uh, on the larger scale, but I've been taking smaller amounts, but they've offered us a loan to build a mill. And they said it's guaranteed against the bar, which I'm okay with it. They want their payment back in silver. Now, the terms were never discussed, but it appears this is a route we might take to minimize the dilution of our shares any further. Uh, you know, at 40 million at, 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 uh, at 40 cents is, is like 100 million more shares out there. Uh, is it any good? You don't know how big the deposit will be, but, uh, you know, so far, uh, you know, we've been doing fairly well. Yeah. So let me come back to the testing. I just, I just need to understand. So you've got an operator who's come in, they run yeah. it, they do their thing. Yeah. If you want to use yeah. it, you, you rock up with a pallet of whatever, and, and, and they can either assay it or, that's, assay. or pro- yeah. that's just assay. So on the processing yeah. side, so given their operator, they're going to take their cut, you know, you, own some portion. In fact, what portion of this facility do you own? Do you own 100%? No, we own it. They lease it from us, but Got that's it. only the assaying portion. The plant itself right. is separate. There's uh, we, you know, there's doors in between the analytical and the plant, and uh, that is completely separate. That still belongs and is independent of uh, the analytical services. So, right, so make me clear. I, so they, they lease the building from you and yep. they do assays. Do you That's get, all. Do you cut any commission or is it just a landlord type agreement? No, well, it's two things. We get a percentage of the, the, the work that goes through. Big percentage? On the, on the analytical only. Little percentage? What percentage? Yeah, let's just say it's generous. Generous percentage, okay. Okay, it's generous yeah. then. 
Um, with the plant, then you're gonna have to fill it with equipment, people, and you're talking the language of of what? So you're saying you're looking at all all alternatives for financing it. So we say. Well, the plant itself. Uh, what we've done is we've upgraded it. So we spend about a little under three hundred thousand. Uh, it was all the wear parts on the crushers on the ball mill with the liners. So that's completed. And uh, actually, they just ran their first batch of. Uh, uh, rock of one of the clients or one of our people out of uh, Quebec. We have about 500 tons to put through the high grade gold uh, bulk sample. Uh, so those work, you know, people keep knocking on our doors uh, and we're not going to process somebody's material until we're fairly confident that we can deliver a quality service and product to the, uh, so, you know, we rebuilt the furnace, you know, we tested, that's when we poured our first bar and now we rebuilt the, the whole, uh, well, the wear plates and the whole plant. So it was not very much to be spent. Uh, a lot of the equipment is uh, old school, very resilient, and can take quite a beating uh, versus um, the more modern equipment. In the old days, everything is cast. Uh, nowadays, everything is cut plate, welded, and uh, this cast stuff is uh, kind of massive to work with. All old school, you know. Is it as efficient? Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that. So how much more money do you need to spend on that to be able to get it up and working and generating cash flow for you? I, I think that's it. That's about the 300000 we spent and that was it. Okay. It, it was in good condition. Like the government have a tendency building Cadillacs here, Rolls Royces, and you really don't need that. You know, you just need a Volkswagen kind of thing. Okay. So, so it can take quite a beating. Okay. It can take a beating. So how, how, how do you feed that? Well, when do the, when when can you open doors? When do you, do you have to go around and do a sales job and say, "Hey, guys, we can we can start processing your stuff here, um, bring it bring it up, and we'll, we'll do that." And or yep. and what's the timing on that? Have you had any conversations? Well, they came that? to us, right? Okay. The Europeans came to us, uh, but they actually came up here during COVID uh, two weeks ago. They're actually from France. They can't find a facility anywhere in Europe. And they want to ship their stuff here. Wow. And they send their people over. They went through all our stuff and all our permits. They went through everything. And uh, I said, sure, you know, we'll do a trial run. If you want to do it, we'll do it. Okay. But they want to bring stuff in from Europe. It's um, it's the battery market, but it's not lithium ion. It's, uh, yeah, you said. You know, when he told me. You said, but but uh, so, 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 again, I'm just going to work. What would what would that look like in terms of fees for you? How do you charge for something like that? Because obviously it's their stuff. Well, it's, You're going to process it's a toll it. operation, right? It's a uh, we toll it. In other words, we don't buy anything from anybody. Uh, it's a fixed rate unit cost per ton or whatever. And and uh, you know, as long as they make money, we make money. And uh, you know, we got into one of these things once before, and we we're melting lead dross for somebody and was a lot of silver in it and we used to do it by the rail car for them and it kept on coming and it kept on coming so but no deal signed yet no deal signed yet but you're in conversation yep and you're ready to accept product now you can you can do it today as of today no more money spent brilliant okay understood yeah if that's running at full capacity what do you think it could generate for you Cash, dollar numbers. Well, we, we figure out on the analytical side, and that's on the low end, we probably clear 600000 on the analytical part. On the lab side, depending what portion of the plant they want to use, but um, it's quite high. Eh? 
It's it's dependent on what these guys want to run through the plant. Eh? Uh, you know, a melt and pour is very lucrative for us. You know, when we crush, grind, melt and pour, outrageously lucrative for us. But it's also good for the for the um, for the mining company because they generate a revenue right away. In other words, you can take their bulk sample and make money for them. This way, they don't have to go to the market. So. Uh, and there's nobody else like us anywhere in the world. We've been through this before, so there's there's nobody else out there. Okay, and it's nice, you know. I guess what I'm trying to get to, Frank, with you, is saying is the testing lab in in and plant is that a solution for you for financially, or do you need the market silver price and sentiment to get moving again? Because you have been up around seventy cents, seventy seven cents, yep. you know, right? Eighty cents, eighty eight, yeah, yeah, right. And you're now forty. You know, and I think that's you know reflection, reflection, reflection of the marketplace at the moment. But yeah. um, do you need the market to move for you? What are the bits that you're in control of that could help drive this? Because it seems to be the the, the plan itself is is not necessarily concerned right? a ton of cash to allow you to buy the big ticket items that you're going to need. Right, forty million, twenty three yeah. million, ten million. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing big numbers here. Yeah, but we we got to show the world that the resource is there first. Like I, I have to have some degree of confidence that we can hit that thirty million ounces. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the drill program itself is, is still, uh, you know, we're about halfway through, uh, and we're still keep on finding the high grade. You know, because we started with one vein, now we're up to seven. Uh, so it, to me, uh, you know, I want to keep it simple and elemental. Uh, I want to make sure my resource comes up, and then we can talk all the big numbers. Uh, the other stuff, uh, TTL is a profit center for us. Uh, you know, people are coming to us. Uh, you know, I was really impressed with your piece send people here from France to look at the facility and they want to do something with us. And then if we can agree terms, we'll do it for them. It might be a very long-term relationship with peers. Uh, they have nobody else and he admitted there's nobody else in the world that can do what uh, we can offer them. So the equipment is installed and uh, we don't have to spend money adding more equipment and uh, you know, get the people and get the job done. I like the irony of a French company shopping over batteries to Canada um, to process uh, the the carbon footprint um, police will be out in in their droves. I suspect at that one, but it's money for you. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it's uh, you know when they told me nickel cadmium batteries, and I thought you know like these little batteries. You know, you get the little bunny there beating his drum. I thought those were it. They're not. They're these massive batteries, and I think they use them in some commercial equipment. They wouldn't tell me what it is, but they're huge. You know, the, 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 the thing, the plates are massive. So I, I said, okay, you know, they, they sent off to TTA, you know, to um, FTS. And, uh, you know, the people from FTS called me up. He says, uh, Frank, uh, I was supposed to get nickel cadmium. I said, yeah, didn't you get them? He said, yeah, but uh, they're a little bigger than we expected. So it's not these little batteries. Eh? It, it's, uh, uh, see, nobody wants to handle them because of the cadmium. That's the issue. I don't know where they're getting them from. They could be coming from North America. We don't know. They won't tell us. We're okay with that. I would love that. You know? All right. No, okay. They, they would get from North America to you, but um, the process would be managed by the French. Okay, good. Um, okay, th th that makes sense. If you're going to focus on the the, the resource bit, that, that it, it, the strip back story for me here is you're going to focus on getting this thing to 30 million ounces. That's what you're yeah. targeting. Everything else is yeah. what if, maybe, and could be, right? That 30 yeah. million is the big number that the market's going to react to, and hopefully yeah, yeah. more of these big high-grade uh, drill intercepts yeah. as well. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I understand. 
Good story. I like it. Um, well, like, um, Frank, I appreciate you coming on and, and um, helping us understand what's going on there. I, like I said, that, the, some of the press releases have been putting out are insane. The numbers are insane. Um, I've not seen them in, in my lifetime. So, um, uh, yeah. We're still too young. I, 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 I am. Young, I'm only 25. <laughs> I'm only 25. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm not from Northern Ontario. I'll go with that. There, there, there's I, I another number you can't believe. Um, well, Frank, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Stay in touch. Let's know how you get on, okay? Thank you very much, sir. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.